you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Macron tap to help us navigate the show. We've got so much content to get through today. Mm. There's so much that I have to say. <laughs> I have so many words, okay? Uh-oh. I just want to say that right now. Uh-oh. I have so many words. So I'm probably going to go so fast that people will be like, wait a minute, wait, what, what, what? Right? Because <laughs> there's a lot that I want to say, and I realize that I only have an hour. And the hour is shorter when I have more that I want to say, which is kind of a lot of the shows. But 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 today it's even more pronounced. And so we want to get into content. But before we do that, we want to let you know of several events uh, coming up here at the American Family Association, some conferences that we have going on. And then also we want to let you know of some of the places that we are going to be. We being the Addisons, um, we have a busy uh, traveling schedule this year. Mm -hmm. And many of our listeners will ask us, you know, are you guys coming to our area if so, where are you going to be? And in the future, in the future, <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the future. In the past, we have hesitated <laughs> to really make a big deal about where we were going or what we were going to be doing. It just it just doesn't come naturally. But right. increasingly, people ask us. And so we do have a calendar and we do have places that we're going to be throughout the year. And um, I'm listen, I, I forgive me if this sounds arrogant. I don't mean it to sound arrogant, but I'm more and more convinced that the content is necessary, mm-hmm. which is why we're in the places that we're going, because we are watching, we are witnessing a just a all-out attack on the body of Christ, and in particular our children. Yeah, it makes me mad. It's kind of why I'm fired up today because I got some stuff to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whenever it comes, look, guys, we're living this life right now. I'm not looking back at my raised kids. Mm. Okay, I'm not looking back at my kids who I'm. I'm just kind of like wiping my brow and going, man, I'm glad we got through that. Man, I'm glad we don't have to worry about that. I'm living it right now. So all of the things that we talk about, when we look at what's going on in the headlines, I'm filtering that through the lens like, man, this, my kids are living in this right now. Right. So when we try to equip parents, we're not doing that from like a theoretical position. We are doing that standing on the inerrant word of God and living it right now, putting it into practice, into real time. Amen. So if that resonates with you, then keep listening because we're going to let you know where we're going to be among other people who are handling these topics and trying to give you the tools uh, to equip you to to fortify your kids. We don't want to lose our kids to this culture. What we are trying to do is get them out into the world without getting the world into them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we call culture proof. And that's what we spend a tremendous amount of time doing yeah. with our kids and our own personal family. And then we just bring that to air. That's, I mean, in a nutshell. Okay. Let's take it down a notch. That's my announcements. <laughs> It'll go back up. Let me oh, just yeah. tell you, okay? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to take it down for announcements. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is this. Yeah, I feel strongly about some of the things we're going to talk about, which I think is the only kind of conversations you want. If people feel strongly about the issue, if you don't care one way or the other, probably don't bring it up. Right. All right. But Will the Great, yeah. what's, what's going on? Well, we have Marriage Family Life Conference coming up July 6th to the 8th, 2023, of course, uh, right here in Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, Cadence Bank Arena. And man, Go and register now. You can go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net to register your family. 
Uh, and I say family because we want all of you to come. We want mothers, fathers, children, grandparents, right. whoever. Uh, we have the Youth Apologetics track, ages Necessary. 4 to 17. Yes, yep. yes. It's a resource for your children, for your family. Uh, we really desire that families would be together, learning together. You know, so we have something geared straight for the, the young people, apologetics track with some great teachers. You saw the topics, Miki. Mm-hmm. The great topics. Oh, We're going to have those topics yes. on the website Sorry. soon. That's right. But, you know, like it's... You were saying that, man, I might need to enroll I, I feel in like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm skipping the big people tracks <laughs> right. this year. I, I Look, no exaggeration. I was reading the topics, and you can go to the website, and you can read these topics for yourself. What's going to be covered be up there in soon. the Youth Apologetics track? Yeah. Okay, so, so we'll get that up there soon. Yes. Let, let me just tell you, as I was reading through the topics, because you've got like the 4 to 12-year-olds, and then you've got the 13 to 17-year-olds, I'm like, you know what? This is the first year where I've actually seriously contemplated how can I spend more time in the youth apologetics? <laughs> can I bring snacks? Like what can I do to get into these classes? Yeah. Because the content is going to be incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yes. Yes. And so we have that. Make sure you go to marriagefamilylife.net. You go, if you go to the events page, you can see the conference there, but also we have uh, a new uh, thing coming up, a new event, AFA at the Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be happening October 26th and 27th. Uh, join us. We're all going together. We're going to be together. All of us. And we're going to have some times, uh, some devotional times, panel discussions. We're going to have Miki. She'll be speaking um, on the, the Friday night. Uh, but also we have time to go to the ARC encounter with your family. If you haven't been, you're going to w- want to go check that out. Uh, if you've been if you've been before, you're still going to want to check it out. New additions. New additions. New and additions. you may not have gone. Or you may not have seen everything you wanted to see the first time. Who knows? But this is another opportunity to go with us and to be a part of that. So if you go to the events page on marriagefamilylife.net and, and you can see uh, the ARC encounter, AFA at the ARC, you can register for that as well. Part of that visit to the ARC will be a uh, private presentation from Ken Ham yes. and uh, Brian Osborne. And so yes. directed Brian Osborne's talk will be directed at the kids who are in attendance and Ken Ham's talk will be directed at everybody. <laughs> so uh, we're really excited everybody. about that. Looking forward to that. You can learn more, as my husband just said, by going <laughs> to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Um, so I want to I'm going to weave this into the conversation. I'll just let people know. Mm-hmm. Well, no, let me just start. And then we'll so that we have kind of a break and then we can talk about uh, some of the places that we're going to be this year and, and what our aim is. And what we're what we're going to do, the world is not coy or shy about its desire for grabbing our kids' hearts and minds. Mm. And so we have to be vigilant as parents. We have to be with our kids. We have to know what they're consuming. We have to know where they are. We have to know who their friends are. Um, And this is something that really shouldn't even be debatable in the time we're living in now. I would say it's not even one of those things that you're like, well, that's a luxury. It's a necessity. And indeed, it always has been. But even more so, it's a necessity. So I want to set this up, uh, this information, which is incredibly troubling. But I want to set it up by uh, inviting you into a conversation that I had with our now Mm -hmm. 16-year-old a few months ago. So we're just driving. And um, I don't remember exactly what um, led to this conversation. I don't know what she was talking about that I didn't remember teaching her, right? And it may have been like her knowledge of a celebrity or somebody or something like that. I I can't remember exactly how this happened. Mm -hmm. But often when our kids bring up a topic or a person 
or, you know, an event that I have not taught them. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's that right there kind of points to a little bit of like, man, Meek, you, come on, get with it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not your kid's only source of information. And I know that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I hear them talking about things that have not been like an ongoing conversation in our family or in our local assembly. Right. I'm sort of like, where did you pick that up? Like, right. how do you how right. do you know how that? You know right. That? Right. So in this conversation with her, um, I don't remember who it was about or what it was about, but I, I asked her. How do you know that? How do you know about that or that person or whatever? I can't remember. I wish I could remember. It would be helpful at this moment. But this is what she said. She said, you know, mom, I want to say this. And she goes, I, I, um, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, which kind of as a parent makes you brace yourself, right? You're <laughs> like, oh, what are you about to say, right. young lady? You know, and she said, but I want to ask you a question. And so I said, okay, you know, go ahead. Still kind of bracing, by the way, mm-hmm. bracing for impact. She said, how did you learn things when you were growing up that you didn't learn from Mama D? Like, that's what she asked me. How mm-hmm. did you learn things? Mm-hmm. And I, so then I let my guard down because I could see what she was doing and where she's going, right? And I was like, man, that's a really great question. And, and I said, so probably from my peers, um, I went to school. Mm-hmm. So probably in my school, yeah. um, through absorbing what was present in the culture. So that would be the consumption of media. That would be the consumption of entertainment, the consumption of music. That's how I learned the things that I was not directly taught by my mom. And so she said, so mom, the same. <laughs> That's <a> she, <laughs> The same, right? The 16-year-old answer, same. Yeah. <laughs> and and I said, so so you consume information, like you draw it from the culture even though you are not like she's not in school the way that I was in school. Mm-hmm. And she said, Mom, it's the same way that you would have learned things that you were not directly taught. Like we hear something. So then we have a question about that or we may research that or there's a there's a link or there's a cross reference or something like that. And she goes. And so every day I'm learning things that you probably don't know that I've learned, you know, which in some cases you're like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> and then in other cases, you're just like, yeah, that's so true. That right. is that is the reality. Right. right? And so here's the reality. I set all of that up to say this. The reality is that our kids are growing and they are consuming what is present in the culture, whether we realize it or not. What our job is, is to prepare them to consume what is in the culture and to filter it through a biblical lens. Mm, So so they will they will be aware of what's in the culture. They will be aware of what's happening around them. And, And indeed, and I will say this and, you know, I'm often convicted because I am pressed to live what I encourage parents when these things arise. Right. So in real time, we're living this. So I have to trust that if I have fortified my kids, Mm -hmm. if I have poured into them, if I've given them um, a strong presentation of a biblical worldview, I have to trust that that lens is going to be sufficient for them to navigate life. Amen. Right. Amen. So when they consume information, Mm -hmm. I have to trust the Lord that if I've done my job for his glory, Right. I can trust him with the results. Right. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that because here's the uh, the current event story. Um, our kids actually introduced us to a YouTuber by the name of Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. OK, our kids introduced us to Mr. Beast. And the question was, hey, can we watch this YouTuber, Mr. Beast? And so 
So we're like, first of all, you know, <laughs> like, we're from the 666 generation. Right, so the beast. What? what, what Mr. Like, who? We're like, please explain. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, the answer is no. But then follow up statement. Explain. OK, right. first off, no. But yeah. So that that's not really the response wasn't really. No. The response was, who is he? Like, what 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 does he do? <laughs> and so they said he is um, a super, super popular YouTuber and his content is clean. They had been recommended Mr. Beast by a friend. So his content is clean. This is as per the friend. Okay. And, um, and he gives away a lot of money. He does these crazy stunts. Like he does just wild. It's just basically stupid entertainment. Oh, okay. Well, let's watch it together. That's our, let's watch it together. So I sit down with them and we start watching these Mr. Beast videos mm-hmm. together. Full disclosure. I was in. I'm like, man, this is really dumb funny. Like, this is just, I mean, like, I I mean, there's there's no message there. There's nothing that's like, you know, it's just um, first person to take your or last person left with your hand. Guys, this is what he does. He's he's the <laughs> most popular YouTuber. Okay, he's got like 145, 44, whatever, million subscribers. He's at the top of the YouTube content creation chain. Okay, this Mr. Beast character. Um millions of dollars, probably billions. I don't know where he is now, but he's got all kinds of ventures that he started as a result of this channel that he started posting his first video when he was like 12 or 13. Okay. And he's just built sort of like this Mr. Beast empire. But to give you an example of some of the, and I'm going somewhere with this, by the way, all this, all this background that you're getting right now is absolutely necessary because of the warning that we have to issue about Mr. Beast today. So we started watching the videos and there were videos like going through the drive through 1000 different times. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you like. Right. OK, just dumb. I'm trying to be nice, but but at the same time, entertaining to see how these people respond to handing food out of the window to this person who's coming around for the 999th time. Like, you know, so you're just watching it with your kids and you're laughing um, then videos like uh, last person to keep their hand on this vehicle wins it. So you watch these people who've got to go to the bathroom, but they don't want to take their hand off a car because they want to win the car. So this is just funny entertainment, right? Then you've got videos where he just randomly buys people things. Like he goes into Walmart and will just give away money, right? And all of these things are just very entertaining. I mean, it's a it's a creative way to engage in some philanthropy and just all of the things that he's kind of become known for. And so we were watching these video, videos with our kids and consuming the content, laughing and talking about it. And a while back, there was something that I noticed that I told the kids, you know what, let's kind of uh, dial back the Mr. Beast consumption. Because I noticed that some of the jokes kind of got a little bit edgy, kind of a little bit to the border. And I thought, eh, especially not the little three. But let's also dial it back because it's kind of a little risque, you know. Then at the same time, I started to notice that our kids were being a little bit covetous. Which matters to God, by the way, right? (laughs) Right. So we're like, "Mm, let's dial it back even more. (laughs) On the other side of the break, we'll pick up right here. Stay close. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's uh, Torin Wells. Joy in the morning. 
today, uh, today the discussion, Mr. Beast is a problem. Mr. Beast is a problem. And uh, I went into the break just kind of sharing how we discovered Mr. Beast and started consuming his content. We started watching his content and we'd watch it together as a family and laugh at it and critique it and say, oh, my goodness, that's incredible that he's giving away all of that money, you know, that he would go into a grocery store and start by buying someone's groceries and then like buy half of the grocery store to like give to a local homeless shelter. I mean, those are the kinds of things that he's that he's done. And it's it's really incredible. One of the things we started to notice was that our kids were like, oh, if I had a million. And and so it started to it's hey, that's <laughs> sin. That's sin. You mm-hmm. Be content with what you have like that's sin, Right. And so we said, you know what? We want to dial back on some of the Mr. Beast videos because what he's doing is really good. But it's also kind of a little bit um, deceptive because it can make you think that he's right with God because he's doing such great work like he needs his soul to be saved. And so we did a little bit of research on him and background. We learned that and this is just the nerd mom in me. Whenever our kids kind of take a liking to something, I want to know more about what it is. So we just did a little research to find out who this Jimmy Donaldson is his name, who he is. So we watched the documentary and then we read some articles because he's like he's he's up there on the YouTube content creation. Like he's a big deal. Even if you didn't know, I'm telling you he's a big deal. And even though you may not know him, chances are your kids and grandkids know him very well. And if you want to test this, just say, hey, do you know who Mr. Beast is? <laughs> and they probably will go, what? Of course. How do you know do who you Mr. Know? Beast is? And that'll that'll increase some of your cool points, right? But but they know who he is, oh, okay? This is the gap that we often talk about between parents, grandparents, and the generation that is now. Um, and it's a gap that we've got to fill in. We, we've got to be able to know where our kids are and what they're consuming. So anyway, it turns out that at least in some ways – uh, Mr. Beast has had some kind of Christian background. He actually went to a private Christian school, his middle school years, which is where he met one of the friends who would go on to work for the channel and is the reason that we're discussing him today. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But this, uh, this Mr. Beast, again, has a large following, 144 million subscribers. He has one video um, where he did a recreation of the Squid Game. I will admit to you, I don't even really know what Squid Game is. It's some kind of Netflix something. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But he did a recreation of that, and it got like 400, over 400 million views. Over 400 million views. His YouTube channel is wildly popular. A few months ago, a few months ago, there began to be some changes on his channel, which I will admit to you, I didn't notice because we dialed back our consumption of Mr. Beast. Like they went through this period where it was like we were watching it a lot. And then I just said, you know what? That's a redirect. Like that's take a break from Mr. Beast, which is what that's called momming, right? (laughs) Like that's called just being present and saying, you know what? You've had enough of that. It's not that I'm saying it's bad or you can't, but just take a break and, and do something else. How about go check out Living Waters? Yeah, go 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 Ray watch <laughs> go watch Rick Comfort and his new dog <laughs> as they witness for Jesus. Okay, like go do that. And uh, well, anyway, what was what has been happening over the last several months is that one of the characters and one of the close friends of uh, Mr. Beast, the guy's name is Jimmy Donaldson. Nobody knows him as that. Is Mr. Beast <laughs> one of his close friends? Um, began transitioning on the channel. So it's a guy. And and by the way, this particular character was like a manly man character. He's the one that is sort of like, you know, big trucks and going camping and I'm setting up everyone's tents and all of this. You know, Mary had a kid in 2020. 
Recently, it was announced earlier this year, I guess just last month, we're April now, so in March, that he and his wife were divorcing. Well, turns out this this character, this man, has been transitioning, Mm -hmm. has been undergoing hormone replacement therapy, and now all of a sudden is rolled out that he identifies as gender nonconforming. And if you just go back, if, if for those of you who are familiar and, and peruse uh, YouTube content, you can see the gradual changes. You can see him start to paint his nails. You can see him start to dress in weird ways. Just recently at the, uh, I want to say the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards or something like that, he was dressed as a woman. And it was weird, you know, because he was like dressed as a woman, like in the nineties. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, just, you know, wearing all the makeup and everything. And, and so if you're wondering, you know, well, how is Mr. Beast handling that? How is he dealing with that on his YouTube channel? Full affirmation, which is the culture today, right? So like mm-hmm. he couldn't say anything other than that. So full affirmation. However, I will say this. And by the way, um, The guy, Chris, what is his name? Chris Tyson. Chris Tyson is the character who is undergoing the transformation, if you will, in front of millions upon millions upon millions of viewers, Mm -hmm. including your kids and grandkids. Most of them kids and grandkids. Although they're they're adults as well, but most of them are kids and grandkids. That's exactly right. And so so I just will say, so for us, that's it. Beast is out. Like, because if Mr. Beast... Though he is uncomfortable, you can see him in the videos. They did a recent um, unboxing of gifts and art or something from their fans. And you can see in the video that he is uncomfortable. In fact, it looks like the dynamic that the team had where you have all these like crazy guys who are all just clowning and diving in dumpsters and all of these things that, you know, were entertaining. Now it's sort of like there is a tension that you can tell because here is a man who is sitting here with a headband on. He's wearing mm-hmm. a headband and a midriff top. The, the, the man is wearing a midriff top and he's got his nails done and, and wearing the skinny tight jeans. And you've got all these other guys mm-hmm. who are there who are just having to navigate that and they can't say anything. And why can't well, they say anything? Yeah. Because we've created a culture where if you say anything, you are phobic. Right. You and are hateful. They're uncomfortable. Pretty much because they are they are surrounded by a lie, like they, exactly they all know the truth exactly. <laughs> and so, and but they're not able. Well, they feel like they're not able to tell the truth because right. of you know a culture what's today. So they're uncomfortable because they're surrounded by a lie right in and, their presence. And it's a lie. and and it's and it's look, guys, it's weird. It's weird. Like, like we, I know we, we, we kind of like, oh, we've developed to the place where we, we can not say weird anymore. Like we just have to, no, but it's weird. It is, it is a lie. It is a cover up of the truth, which by the way, let me just say this. This is why on Wednesday, on Wednesday, and I wanted to make sure that I got all of the information here on Wednesday, we're going to be at Tennessee Valley Baptist Church or Tennessee Valley Community Church in Paris, Tennessee. This is Alex McFarland's Truth for a New Generation. On Wednesday night, we're going to be speaking to uh, combined youth from several churches in the area. And the question that we're asking is, what is truth? And so we're going to do a walkthrough of defining truth and what it looks like and how it has been attacked in our culture. And the fact that when truth comes under attack, you will find very cowardly people unable or unwilling to point it out, to say, Mm -hmm. man, this is truth under attack. We're going to give a biblical definition of truth. 
when you see the word truth used in the New Testament, what is that word? How are we to understand that word? How is that defined? And this is so vital to our young people. So that we're going to be there on Wednesday talking about that specifically. And then for the rest of the conference, the whole theme of the conference is truth matters. Truth matters. And you can see how this is, is so relevant to what we're talking about today. So if you want to learn more information about that, you can go to alexmcfarland.com slash conferences and learn more information. That's alexmcfarland.com. We'll be there Wednesday through Saturday in Paris, Tennessee. We hope that you can join us. Hopefully that your kids, if you're in the area, it's near Nashville. If your kids are in the area, that your kids can join us on Wednesday night. Why is it important? Because things like this. Because yeah. our kids will be consuming content and we no. will have no idea. Listen, I... Man. I want I want to be careful, but let's just let's just keep it 100 here. Yeah. Let's just really yeah. it takes a lot of work for us to stay up to date on everything that our kids are consuming, that our kids are into. Right. I know we work extremely hard, like, I mean, almost to the point of like you kind of think, you know, oh, Lord, come back. You just want a break from having to wonder about what ads have popped up or what content someone has suggested to them or what content YouTube has suggested to them or even their music that they're listening to because everything in the culture is really set up to attack the truth. If you deposit the seed of truth in your children, we live in a culture that wants to choke it out. We live in a culture that wants to choke it out. Mm. So we have to work really, really hard. We have to work overtime to protect and to fortify our kids. So Mr. Beast is a problem because what Mr. Beast is now going to normalize, and I'm going to say this, and look, I don't know Mr. Beast personally. I do not. But I'm going to tell you, based on the culture and the pressure and the bullying nature mm -hmm. that often comes from the culture in which we exist, Mr. Beast is a problem because of cowardice. Come on. Because he cannot say to his friend Chris, now I want you to think about this. So Mr. Beast Cannot say to his friend, his like what, 25, 26 year old friend, hey, bro, um, you're like ruining the life of your son. <laughs> you have a toddler son. You're like ruining his life. Mr. Beast can't come out and say, hey, yo, Chris, putting your toddler in high heels and then posting that on social mm. media and saying. This is happening, <laughs> right? Like Mr. Beast can't come out and say, yo, Chris your wife is in pain because like she married you um cuz you're a man right and and the wife and the wife can't say anything either so mr beast can't say anything and man it, our hearts should break over this the yeah. wife can't say anything so but why can't the wife say anything because she doesn't want to be seen as hateful or unloving <laughs> when all all she would, <clears throat> excuse me, all she would be doing is telling the truth. Right. And what's the truth? That this man is selfish. This man is selfish. He goes, he goes all the way up to the, his mid-20s and decides that now is the right time. <laughs> you, I think he got married in, 20, in, two, in 2018, I want to say he got married. Somebody fact check me on that. But you want to wait until you get married and bring a son into the world and then all of a sudden you've got to live your genuine self house. That is selfish guys. Yeah. Yeah. But our culture has normalized this selfishness. Our culture has said that your expression of self is your highest existence. That's your highest form of living that in order for you to be happy, you've got to do what the self wills to do. And we have normalized that. 
And so what I'm saying is I'm, I'm challenging parents. If your kids are subscribed to Mr. Beast, you've got to have a conversation with them about this. You've got to unsubscribe. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because Mr. Beast needs some help with his courage. And what will help his courage is to see that 145 million numbers start to come down a little bit. That's what will give him courage, right? There's a reason, guys, let me just tell you this. There's a reason that the Super Mario movie is approaching like $1 billion in revenue around the world. There's a, there's a reason for that, right? And Disney should take note. Disney, take out a, a notepad, take out a pencil. <laughs> like Disney should take, take right, note. right. Right. Because because what are parents saying all around the world? What are parents are saying? OK, if you will respect us and if you will join with us as we protect our children, we understand they live in a culture where they're going to be exposed to things and we're going to have to have difficult conversations. But if you will leave that to right, us, you don't have to join in. You don't have to. If you just leave that to us, if you'll let us shape the hearts and the minds of our kids, that is our God given duty. It is mm-hmm. the expectation of heaven that parents would do this. If you'll just leave that to us, then we'll buy your content. We'll, we'll sit in chairs and let you make us laugh. If you leave the shaping of the hearts and the minds to us, if you leave that to us. So, so now Illumination and <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo have stumbled on something that Disney once knew, but they traded it for culture. And the parents responded. The parents said, no, ain't no way. Ain't no way. And I'll tell you what, if Illumination really recognizes its audience as Disney Mm -hmm. has chosen not to, Mm -hmm. then the next Super Mario movie will do even better. Because the reality is, is that parents are looking for content that they can enjoy with their kids and not have the values that they hold dear come under attack. Come on. So now, if you are like disappointed that Mr. Beast doesn't love his friend more than himself. See, that this is where the rubber meets the road. Why, why is Mr. Beast a problem? Mr. Beast is a problem because he is proving that it doesn't matter how much you give away, doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter how nice you are, only Jesus is Jesus, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter how many risks you take. It doesn't matter. That's not courage. Courage is telling the truth when it might cost you something. You see, Mr. Beast cannot tell the truth to his friend, Chris, who has destroyed his family. He has ruined his son's life. We used to talk. We just recently did a show where we talked about the father effect. And so now Mr. Beast (laughs) is promoting, openly promoting the destruction and the disillusion of 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 a family. Like we would break down this family, decapitate this family and replace it with what? Still a man, but who doesn't act or believe himself to be a man He's still a man. He's still a man. And this is this is the the kind of misconception that we have when we talk about transgender ideology. We say, oh, now you're going to replace the father with the mother. No, because they cannot do that. There is no such thing as actual trans. It is just a person trying to personify what they believe women to be. And 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 doing a poor job. (laughs) Very poor. I mean, my caricature It's a caricature of women. So, but if you want to, if you want to encourage Mr. Beast, if you want to see his back stiffen, if you want to see him live with integrity, right? Because he's such a generous person. I mean, he's got to be a good person. If you want to see him be a good person, then unsubscribe. You're like, Miki, that's not good to call. Why not? Why not? (laughs) 
Our kids won't be consuming the content. That's why we make our own content, by the way. Right. That's why we make our own content. Got tired of the foolish. She's like, you know, we can do things for the glory of God. Like, we don't have to sit around Amen. and wait for people who reject God, who deny his existence in their living. They deny his existence for them to make content. And we can consume the content that is not offensive to us. So, Mr. Beast is a problem. I'm encouraging you to take note. Ask your kids and your grandkids if they know who he is. You'll be surprised. I guarantee you, you'll be surprised. They do. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Palace featuring Bizzle, You Got My Heart. Okay, so I have to say, so this is just behind the scenes. I was like, are you playing a YouTube video? Like, what are you, like, I heard the song, and my mind immediately went to our, our cooking videos. Like, I was like, what are you doing? So I'm sorry, man, Palace, that your song is greater than that. But it's Reverend Association in my mind. Uh, today's topic That's is funny. that Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast is a problem. And uh, for him to allow his uh, his longtime friend. And look, I understand the position that he's in. Right. He's in a position that um, that strikes at his relationship with his friend. So, you know, best friendship for uh, this guy. Chris was the first person to subscribe to Mr. Beast's channel. He invited him to work with him early on, you know, and, and they've built this this. I mean, I empire may be overused but they built this empire and and now here he is he is ruining the life of his son and his mm. wife and mr beast can't say anything for a number of reasons one close relationship that puts a false demand on you it puts a false demand on you that you can't tell the truth but then also his bottom line right because what's in right now is all things lgbtq plus so if mr beast comes out and says anything untoward it's gonna mess him up Right. It's, it's going to it's going to jeopardize his revenue. So he's come out in full support. I mean, even using expletives to communicate <laughs> the fact that he's not here yeah. for the transphobia, as he calls it. Right. But here, let me just say those things. You do a little bit of research, look back on it. The response of Mr. Beast is rooted in his own need to protect himself, because just a while back, he was the subject of some controversy because people found some old tweets that they said were homophobic. You know, <laughs> you know, back in the day, when people just told the truth and everything. Right. They can. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you have the fear of man strong in Ugh. your life, OK, then you can't. You're tell in a snare. You, that's it. That's it. You're in a fear snare. Of man. So I want to move on from that. Um, so that's 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 a public service announcement to you. Mr. Beast is a problem. You would do well to know if your kids are consuming his content. This is indoctrination at its finest across all of the media platforms. This is indoctrination. And the aim is to keep in front of our kids this kind of confusion so that it produces converts. Mm. This is it. This yep. this is when we talk about, you know, people going down the rabbit hole of the Instagram and the and the TikToks and um, oh, my goodness. There was one website in particular we talked about a few years ago where it saw the largest number of teen girls all of a sudden identifying as non-binary because of uh, consuming the kind. It'll come back to me in a moment, but I don't have it in front of me. My point is this. The consumption of social media content and anybody and everybody being able to push their message. Right. Has been so detrimental to our kids. So parents, if you don't know what your kid is consuming, um, that is at your own peril or the peril of your, your kid. You have to know this. There's a there's a way that we get to this next story I want to talk about. There's a way that we get here that is directly connected to what we talked about in the first and second segments.
So you've got this story out of the UK, which is just fascinating to me. It's a Fox News story here covering the story out of the UK that a teacher was pressured by students. A teacher was pressured by students to apologize after she misgendered them. (laughs) Now, okay, you might be thinking college students, high school students. Nope. Nope. We're talking about elementary middle age students, 11 year olds, 11 year olds. So the students, these 11 year olds at an expensive private school in the UK managed by the (laughs) prestigious girls day school trust were reportedly displeased after the teacher addressed them with a good afternoon girls. (laughs) Now come, come go in the classroom. The teacher, good afternoon girls. Some of the students then told the teacher that not everyone here identifies as female. The 11-year-olds, the 11, the 11-year-olds told the teacher, not everyone here identifies as female. Later, the kids, the students, the girls, the girls will go on to write their names and pronouns on the board so that the teacher could know full well how they choose to identify. The teacher who spoke on a condition of anonymity to the Daily Mail, said that the experience was humiliating and embarrassing. 11-year-olds, I mean, just <laughs> like, that alone, that alone, you know, but, but also the, the, the subject, the topic of the correction, the rebuke that they brought to the teacher, okay? Some students held a lunchtime protest and even made placards emblazoned with the slogan, Trans Lives Matter. Man. The 11-year-olds. So the teacher, the teacher was forced to apologize to the 11 year olds nah, see. for misgendering them. Mm-mm. But wait, there's more. Her contract with the school was not renewed for the next year. So she's not coming back. She's she's lost her job because I don't know that they are snotty nosed. They may be in perfectly good health. But 11 year olds told the teacher that she had misgendered them. Now, how does this happen? How does this happen? This happens because the 11-year-olds are immersed in a culture where all they are surrounded by is this messaging. This is why Mr. Beast is a problem. Because everywhere our kids look, they are bombarded with messages about sexuality. They are bombarded with messages that seek, actively seek to confuse them about their sexuality about their identity, about how they have been designed by God. And we think, well, I don't, I mean, I just, I, I know my kid just is strong. My kid is not struggling with those things. Okay, so if your kid is not becoming an active sort of like trans convert, if, the, if your kid is not being actively transed, then I will guarantee you this. Okay, if your kid is not being actively transed, then your kid is being actively encouraged to affirm the transing. Mm-hmm. which is sin. So which is sin, right? So if the kid feels like, well, this is everywhere. This is a normal expression of life. Like this, this is not a problem. The transing of America and everything in it, okay, is not a problem. And you say, well, I'm, I'm kind of getting out of Dodge here, okay, because like my kid is not, you know, transitioning or confused or fluid or non-conforming or non-binary or whatever other word they come up with tomorrow, And you say, I'm okay. Are you okay? (laughs) Does your kid feel pressure to affirm? Does your kid feel pressure to celebrate? Because if your kid is given to that, 
simple or simply by way of being inundated with all of these like, you know, the dailies, then that's losing as well. Because to affirm sin is sin. The case against humanity, we've talked about it many times. Yes. Romans chapter one, mm-hmm. verse 32, I think verse 32, verse 28. Somebody check, check me on that. Where the apostle Paul goes through God's case against humanity, mm-hmm. all of the things that we do. And God hands us over to ourselves because of our rebellion against him. What is often overlooked in that list is that the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, writes, not only do they do these things Mm -hmm. that they know deserves death, but they affirm, they give approval to those who also do them. 32. Romans chapter 1, verse 32. So what's the the detriment here to our children? Like, what's what's the risk here? I'll open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. What's the risk here? Like, what, what are we... If we don't end up trying to talk our kids off the trans ledge, then what we have, if we leave our kids to the culture is what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm saying if you just leave your kids to the culture, the aim, the desired outcome is that they will be trans or trans affirming. That's it. Those are the only two, according to the world, successful positions for our kids to take in culture. Those are those are the only welcomed positions that they are trans or they're trans affirming. They may not be trans, but they really feel like they've got to be a voice for the trans community. So they become activists. They become allies. They got to move the ball forward. And this is why Mr. Beast is a problem. I'm going to keep saying it. Mr. Beast is a problem because what he is actively doing is working to indoctrinate children. He is working to normalize something that is not normal. Yeah. There's another story here, and I just want to kind of fold this into a discussion. This is out of Florida. (laughs) Now, this goes back to our conversation where we were talking about those mental health markers and looking at those who would commit, you know, mass murder. Like those, you know, those things we don't want to talk about, like, you know, certain categories, you know, certain identifiers we don't want to really get into. But here's this story out of Florida. A transgender teacher in Florida has been removed from the classroom. A transgender teacher in Florida has been removed from the classroom in the Hernando School District. And law enforcement officials have seized the individual's firearms after he allegedly made a comment about wanting to shoot students. Now, the reason I say he and stress he is because this teacher apparently uses she, her pronouns <laughs> which means to me this is a man right. otherwise we wouldn't be talking about transgender that would just be a fact okay so we are talking about a man who uses she her pronouns so this particular man made some comments about learning of his sexual identity being discussed negatively and upon learning this information the teacher made some concerning statements about self-harm, okay, self-harm, then said that he, masquerading as she, was having suicidal thoughts. Remember our past programs, guys, okay, suicide ideation, like the suicidal, and, and where that profile is for the K-12 shooters, the suicidal ones. That profile, remember we talked about the identifiers. Go back and listen to that show. It's the K-12 shooter. That is suicidal. 
Okay. So I, I just, guys, I'm, you can't make this up here at all. It is in one story here. So you've got the male teacher identifying as a female, learned that people are talking about his identity unfavorably and said, man, I'm thinking about hurting myself. I'm having some suicidal thoughts. And then, but wait, there's more. Also, I'm thinking about hurting some of the children. Wait, like, mm. like as in like shooting them? Like, is that, is that, is that what we're talking about? The teacher made comments about wanting to shoot some of the students because they're not performing to the best of their ability. Wow. Wait, I just, I don't. Wow. But, but remember, but remember, we are not allowed to talk about this because that's not a mental illness. Remember, that's not a mental illness. Now, the teacher has been removed from the classroom, but some of the parents are like, wait a minute. Why was this handled the way that it was handled? Why were we immediately alerted that there was a threat to our kids? Mm, for the same reason, we don't have the manifesto. Mm, <laughs> where's sorry. that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the same reason, guys. Hey. The same reason. There's some parents who are saying, I think the school was too hard on him. Call him what he actually is. Him because of how he identifies. But then there are other parents like, I don't care how he identifies. If a student made threats, they would be expelled. So he needs to go. That's a brave parent. Mm. All right. Let me let me go to the phone line, see if we can squeeze some calls in here. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? Let's go to, I'm going to say Tim from Texas. Hi, Tim. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. This is Tamanti. And uh, okay. I teach, boy, you guys are, I just love you so much when I get a chance to listen to you. I teach a thing called five plus two equals 52. And so many people, I tell them the teacher is so crucial, whether a parent, whether it's a sibling, a relative, a friend, a coworker, a pastor, or a teacher, because when they teach us something wrong, who can come up and teach me the truth? And when you shared what you just shared all over about this gentleman, the beast, is I say, I love what you said, is you sit down with your family and you critique it. Do we do Hebrews 5, 11, chapter 5, verse 11, 12, 13, 14, by constant practice? Do we take our children and walk through and say, hey, wait a second, did you hear that? Hey, mm-hmm. wait a second, I just realized we've been watching this show 80 hours a day. Come on, uh, it's enough. Wait, have right. we made an idol here? Mm. Come on. I talked to people about Avengers because Avengers is so powerful. I said, did you know Avengers has the A word, B word, C word, D word? And they go, what? Mm. Look up on Plugged In Review. They take God's name in vain 111 yeah. times. Come on. So if I could say a word, brother and sister, get out there and preach. What is it that we identify false teaching? How do we identify what is the truth? Because we're not teaching the next generation or the current generation. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Hey, because all of a sudden everybody's, hey, five plus two equals 52, man. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You say, what? <laughs> no, Come that's on. cool, Mr. B, man. He's, he's the man. Or whatever it is. And then you can't yeah. convince nobody because, like you said, now you're ostracized. No, you are persecuted because you can no longer speak the truth Mm. to be set free. There was this guy back 2000 years ago said something about that. Yeah. Come on now, (laughs) man, your comments and the life. Yes. God bless y'all. Please, please get on that and teach what is the truth and how to break that down. Mm. So people can understand this is the process. What does the scripture say about be above reproach? What does the scripture say? Because that's who we are. The word says, if you are in love with the world, uh uh-oh 
the world does not love God. <laughs> come on, come on. Listen, your your comments are spot on. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, and I, I apologize that we didn't get to more calls. We'll do, we'll do better tomorrow um, by God's grace. Let me just say this. There's one thing that our brother ran a highlighter over, and I want to go back to that again. The role of parents and grandparents cannot be ignored in our culture. The culture that is hostile to truth is not going to try to sharpen your kids understanding of truth. The, the culture is not going to do that. Right. So parents, we are tasked with doing that. We have to sit down with our kids. We have to take the content that they're consuming and say, man, is this an affront to the holiness of God? And if it is, it's got to go. He is worthy of this. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.